welcome to KFAB, the podcast. Podcast about wrestling and fashion. But mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. Hello. Hello. I've got to say, uh, last week, Katie, I was listening to the podcast and I couldn't really differentiate between our voices at certain times. And I was like, that's interesting. I never would have noticed that in real life. Oh, yeah. But, but I think occasionally we kind of blend. We do. Yeah. We definitely have that's the same tone. But yeah. sometimes a weird country thing will happen for me. <laughs> and then it changes it all up. And I've got my loud ass laugh. Yep. So we all have our things. I'll say windy or something. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> oh, wait. Before we go on to our wrestling oh. news, I just wanted to appreciate Katie. I think you it put together beautiful. the slideshow this she did. time. I did. There's a beautiful format. Did you use a template on this slide? I used a template. I mm-hmm. thought because, you know, we're 28 years old, we're at our second office job Mm -hmm, we've mm -hmm. done a ton of keynote Mm -hmm. yeah and so we know how to do slideshows now yes it just made me laugh you left a little note um Mm -hmm. that said we're at our second office job and now know how to rock a slideshow and I saw that today when I was at my office job Uh (laughs) not so subtly looking at this slideshow and I laughed out loud nice yeah it also made me laugh I liked it a lot Mm -hmm. I also do want to note this is totally not in connection with that uh the wind in LA is fucking crazy it's so nuts so you might hear light banging of a window pane in the background and it's just the undertaker yeah (laughs) don't worry about it I was gonna make a a Wuthering Heights joke but yours is much more appropriate to the actual or who is the wrestler with the the, out the window. Yes, <laughs> seven. It's yes. Seven? <laughs> you didn't even have to say it. Oh, well, are you proud of us? We remember and know that oh, now. Wow. Mike, we internalized. But do you want to say hi while you have the the microphone? Uh, hi, my name is Mike. What's your deal, Mike? Come on. Uh, I'm the producer of the podcast, and I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. And uh, occasionally, they'll throw it to me to sort of fill in the gaps in their knowledge. Because we're new nes- wrestling fans. We're new, we're new nestling. <laughs> we're nestlers. We're big nestler fans. Uh, I just like to be clear that it's <laughs> the power dynamics are totally fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, also, Mike, uh, once again, wearing a really good shirt. Good look. Yeah. Good stripes. I feel like Mike's getting into a summer style right Ooh, now summer that really Mike. suits him. It's a good Mike. Yeah. Um, lots of wrestling news this week. So much wrestling news. Arguably too much. Um, definitely a lot. So some non-main obviously wrestlemania is this week mm-hmm. um but huge weekend for people jumping the barricade so <laughs> brett hart got attacked by a fan at the wwe hall of fame ceremony Ugh. and then enzo amore and big cast jumped the barricade at a ring of honor ceremony 45 minutes later <sighs> this one seems like it's part of a storyline meaning that enzo and cast may be signed to ring of honor Ugh. what like we got honeymoon iguana again. He back. <laughs> Isn't he also going now by Big Kaz with two Z's, which is like so funny because Big Kaz with two S's is a WWE name. So now oh. he's Big Kaz. Oh, nice. As what are you talking about? British or something? Or like he's like the guy in your dorm who's really into jazz and he wants to talk to you about it. Oh, my and God. oh yeah. He's like, my name is like jazz, but with a C. Oh. Speaking of jazz, do you like it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, I've got some great 45s. But he's trash. Yes. <laughs> yeah, The I watched the Bret Hart thing, and it was a really big bummer. You know how I am about Nat. She's like my favorite Nat, Natty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it after watching the documentary about Bret Hart, what is that documentary called again? Uh, Wrestling with Shadows, I think. Yeah. Um, it's a really poetic name. It made me really sad for him because he's not had it a fair go around with any of it. And no. so then getting tackled was just a big bummer. I went down a rabbit hole last night with wrestler deaths. Um, <laughs> really, I'm just making a Venn diagram of my interests yes. at this yep. point. Uh, but I went down a rabbit hole and there was like this Reddit thread that someone was like, post the most upsetting wrestling photo. And there are some funny ones where it's like a wrestler like not surrounded by fans, but at a fucking table. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, I don't like that. I hate it. it I hate it. Probably Virgil, right? That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a meme. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. he has since turned the corner and is, I think, a little bit in on it now. Does he have friends? Is he nice now? Because I heard he was a horrendous dick, and that's oh, why it wait. happened. Because I had to look up why he was being bullied. 
<laughs> I, I mean, upset. I don't know. I just know that he sort of rolls with it now, mm. I think. Huh. Okay. Um, so that one. And then there's a photo of the Heart Federation, mm-hmm. which is that family. And they're like all dead because <laughs> yeah. of wrestling oh, injuries. Oh, God. Yeah. And well, it's tragic. Injuries, yeah. drugs, all the Heart things. Heart living. And also, that. I watched the gif of that fan like jumping in. And what was most alarming to me about it was like Natty's I know. Like right before it happened, because you have to imagine she didn't know what was going on. It was just some dude like being an asshole. Like, but she didn't know like if they were about to be seriously hurt. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh God. She's already had a rough year. Yeah. It's not. Leave her be. Leave both of them be. Let her live her best life, okay? Let her live. Leave Brittany alone. Leave her alone. Brittany, also, God bless, girl. Take care of yourself. I know. Um, So, Kofi Kingston won the WWE title. Seth Rollins won the Universal title. And Becky Lynch won both the Raw and SmackDown women's titles. And on a personal note, um, my best friend slash daughters, the Iconics, also won the SmackDown title. It was so great. Watching all of that, because I watched almost all of WrestleMania, except for uh, Seth and uh, Brock Lesnar. Mm. And... Wow, it was long, but it was so much fun. And it seems like we, as the fans, got everything that we wanted for Mm. it. The Demon one, too, right? Yeah, and Demon one. Uh, Mm -hmm. I haven't even watched it yet, but I'm happy the Demon came back. What a funny joke that's still going. Yep. (laughs) Um, Alistair Black's entrance was beautiful, as was Ricochet's. Yep. What a fun tag team. Really exciting. It was really funny, though, when Alistair Black came up for that one it kind of felt like he just got his wisdom teeth out and was just woken <laughs> up and was just rising from the table yeah. because it like literally it's like a bench that just like goes up and he had to get like yeah it's stable. like a frankenstein yeah. podium thing he immediately was like okay i'm sorry now i'm good to go i meant frankenstein's a creature yeah i'm so sorry Ooh. that was so embarrassing <laughs> thank you um, that is very funny. I completely agree with that. Even though I love him, and th- they're making him more and more guar-like to me. Yeah, they which are. Is very oh, funny. his vest yeah. was his vest was very guar. Yes, I he was like just an extra in the dinosaurs that show. He was. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I I suspect that they add a spike every time before he comes back <laughs> yep. on. So eventually, it's like very gradual. But, but also, it's gonna be all spikes. It was like so much like gums of the teeth. Like yeah. it just felt yeah. like it was like gums, and then these teeth coming out. Of them and it's like you gotta brush those for gingivitis reasons you know (laughs) i see that i see the that connection for sure i'm wondering what they're made out of i'm thinking like silicone or rubber but that would be ridiculous because then they'd be all wavy (laughs) yeah I'm just glad he takes it off and he's not injured. Yes. All right, we've got to. Move. Mike is telling us to move on. Uh-huh. Uh, no so, Batista, so oh, go Dave for it. Batista announced his official retirement from pro wrestling, mm-hmm. as did Kurt Angle, oh. and Dean Ambrose wrestled his last WWE match on Monday. Damn. Yeah. Sami Zayn made his return on Raw, mm-hmm. and so did Lars Sullivan, Bray Wyatt. Oh, and then also Bray Wyatt teased a return as a sock puppet. Oh boy. See, I don't see. I understand the reference to the sock puppet because we covered McFoley, but I'm seeing more of a baby raptor threatening Muppet thing. Yeah. I'm seeing. I'm, I'm getting see- like Thanksgiving turkey realness. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what it looks like. Is it? Do you think it's the. What's the turkey thing? Is it maybe saying. Do you think it's a reference to that turkey thing, Mike? No, it's not the gobbledygooker. Okay. I just what? remembered that was the only turkey frame of reference I have for that. There's a turkey frame of reference in wrestling? Both Katie and I's eyes just flew <laughs> well, out Well, I think I briefly touched on it uh, when I was talking about um, Jean mm-hmm. Okerlund, mm. who was involved in that whole thing. But they had oh, a big Oh, in the list egg. of crazy names that you gave us? Oh, I think it was one of them. But they had yeah. that big egg that they kept teasing for weeks. And then originally the undertaker was supposed to hatch out of it. And then they're like, that would just haunt children for years. So instead they had a guy in a turkey costume come that out really of it. really would fuck up kids. Yeah. I know, right? It's and amazing they thought it was thought a bad that, turkey costume. But made Trish bark like a dog. I know. They're mm-hmm. like, don't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but a man and an egg. Anyway, yep. sure. Yeah, it definitely looks like that or the... The, there was a movie about the pardoning of the turkey, the White House turkey, a few years ago that yeah. came out. It looks like it's just that. Which president? 
No, there was just like a, an animation about oh, it. Okay. Yeah, okay. that they made, and it was like the turkey had to run away. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just looks like the ending credits of it, basically. Yeah. I think they're announcing a WWE uh, Muppet Babies show. Honestly, would not be the weirdest thing Jim Henson Productions has done. Yeah, True. no, not at all. True. Have you seen Dark Crystal? That's what it looks Big like. Time. It looks like yeah. a Skeksis. It does. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I will say that the um, the Batista um, wrestling match was very long. Um, it was great. He's done. Woohoo! His intro was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I didn't know he did the like machine gun thing, and the best part was he was late on it. So it was like he or he was early on it. He did it, and then it was like dun 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 dun. And I was like, okay, great, that just happened. Cute. Um, and then Kurt Angle's actual like leaving the ring was really sweet. It was like you could tell he just like loves it. And he knows it's time to go, so mm-hmm. it was great. He's just gonna go fold himself up to a thumbprint somewhere. Mm-hmm. And yep, <laughs> live in a book. He's just gonna be a turkey thumbprint for the rest <laughs> of his life. Uh, I also see that Lacey Evans attacked yeah. Becky mm-hmm. Lynch, so they're gonna feud. Who's Lacey Evans? She's the, the, uh, she's the one the who does the pinup stuff. Republican yeah. one that checks yeah, out. But they also at WrestleMania they had her come out for a minute and literally just walk around and wave. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't like. Republican anymore she was just like a dead like what was she like a like that's interesting because that means that they fucking did audience testing well they've been having her do that for a while where she just comes out and walks around and doesn't say anything but they they said something like Southern Belle not like basically you're a Republican (laughs) so she's shifting well that's what I mean is that's really interesting because that means that they did some kind of like focus group and I mean, they realized that they're listening to the fans. No, but that's in, that means that less fans are Republicans. That's, yeah, that's my point. That's really exciting. I've long suspected that might be the case. Mm-hmm. Really? It seems like the people in charge have definite conservative leanings, but the fan base, like anything else, seems much more varied than that. I wouldn't say it goes so everyone. Like yes, very liberal, but it seems to be more of a cross section than you think it would be. Maybe that's yeah. due to the just. I think it's a much more multicultural group than we thought it was yeah. initially. And also, I think NXT helps with that as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's interesting. Katie, Mm -hmm. you kind of said what you thought of Mania, but what were your favorite matches? Um, My favorite, uh, Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda were great. Mm. Ronda had her same old, same old. But Charlotte, like, arrived in a helicopter, and they filmed it beforehand, but it was very cool. Mm. And she had, like, a very badass look with her leather jacket. Mm. And then... Becky showed up and her outfit was amazing. She's like, like a bride. Yeah, she did the bride thing yeah, again. Everything works so well. Um, the high cut, as we talked about, remember last time when mm-hmm. she was wearing the zipper, how we were scared the boobs we mm-hmm. saw, we may have seen nipple, we're not sure. Um, it was high cut. She didn't have to worry about any of it. It worked so well. The colors looked really great. Her makeup was incredible and both she and charlotte had hair that when they were getting destroyed looked crazier and crazier in the best way Um, and it worked with their emotions because you know charlotte like looks like she's gonna cry sometimes she's really good at playing in Mm -hmm. that world and of course once again her makeup looked destroyed at parts of it becky's did as well like i'm just focusing on them because they both they're so worthy opponents. It was so much fun to watch. That's really cool. Yeah. I can watch them wrestle all the time. I know people get tired of it, but like... Who? Why? They're wrong. They have so much stamina together, and mm-hmm. they can go. Like, Ronda scooted out of the ring multiple times to go and, like, rest while yeah, they just, like, went for it. Yeah. Man, Becky's look... Becky's just so good at serving face. And also, her jaw must be so clenched tight. Con- it's just... Yeah. It was she must awesome. need to put just ice packs on her fucking face mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. serving, yeah, that much face. It was great. So they were <laughs> they were definitely some of my faves. Um, so Sasha Banks and Bailey were their tag team, mm-hmm. and Bailey's outfit was actually pretty great. I like the the jacket. jacket was cool. It doesn't work with the outfit, not at all. But no, but the, it's cool. But her top and bottom match. There was no mm-hmm. fringe of any sort. Do you it think was, Mr. Banks got her? I think Mr. Banks definitely did. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. It Banks. It looked like athleisure wear, like mm-hmm. we love, yeah. you know? Yeah, of course. Um, It was really great. They 
had a good match. Um, mm-hmm. Her makeup was fun too. Bailey had like orange that like swiped up. It yeah, was very cool. cool. And then of course, guys, the Iconics was the so Iconics. Uh, amazing. I watched their entrance. They look so fucking cool. Yeah, they did. They look so Billy cool. Billy Kay's legs took over the entire ring. I mean, <laughs> she's got the longest legs I she have does. ever seen in my life. Um, both of them kicked ass. Also, when they won, they both like started to tear up, and it was really sweet to watch. Yeah. And we got very excited about it. Um, so they were definitely great. And then Alistair looked great as we talked about with mm-hmm. his gummy, gummy vest. <laughs> um, what else? Oh. Daniel Bryan and Kofi, both of them looked great. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan had a really good look going on. It was actually like very earthy and it was a bigger diaper, mm-hmm. but it worked very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rusev has lost some mad weight. He looks hot. Yeah. yeah. Rusev's looking. Guys, it was like amazing. His diaper also was like very cool because it was like a thicker one mm. and it was a little high waisted, so it worked mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that was weird was if y'all heard about. Uh, John Cena coming out. Why? Yes, as what was it? Doctor Thugonomics? Jesus Christ. Thugonomics? Thugonomics. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, no. that's dated. Yeah. Yeah, we all talked about that. Mm-hmm. That's dated. We're like, yeah, don't you know from all the things you've been doing recently <laughs> and the people you've been hanging out with? I guess not. Mm. Vince still has him wrapped around his little finger. Mm. Well, at least he's got a a hat over that weird dad hair he's been rocking. It's really, truly terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's he looks unwell. Mm -hmm. He looks better here. I will say he looks healthier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was great. The whole thing was great. I don't know if there's more. Oh yeah, Uh, and also we got to talk about Braun is shirtless these days. Question, and it looks so good. Question: Is Braun hot? I think so. This is something I've struggled with for a while, actually. Like, I just don't know. It really depends upon the angles. I will say that bod be banging. Here's yeah. the thing. He met our friend Eli, and Eli posted a photo with mm-hmm, him. And mm-hmm. in that photo, I thought, wow, he looks hot. Yeah. Which makes me think, oh, maybe Braun's hot now? Because you think he's hot? Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. Well, I just... Well, that's how it works. Yeah, no? for you. Yeah. Do we? Do you think maybe do you it's not like the so? confidence? Like, I'm wondering if he maybe perhaps didn't have as much definition. I mean... And he's changed up his conditioning, and now he's just, like, feeling himself, and we're picking up on the confidence, perhaps? Yeah. Now he's got abs is the thing. Because before, I think he was just, like, kind of a thick dude. And he was, I think yeah. he probably changed the way he eats a little bit. Yeah. He doesn't have as much Chipotle. Yeah. He, just he one, has one just scoop two scoops of, of barbecue. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say, if I think... I would have to see what's under that beard mm-hmm. to really yeah. know because I, I don't know what his face looks like. It well, is yeah, so much. Jaw? And also, like, his hair is bad. I worry about how much bacteria is in that beard. It's a big one. Yeah. I think he probably takes care of it. Yeah, but, like, ring. Living that ring life. Like, can yeah, you get cauliflower true. ear in a beard? <laughs> can you get like, honestly. Beard? <laughs> like, I wonder. Can you get, like... Yeah, that's a, can you get that's, ringworm in a beard? Oh, anyway, let us know on Twitter yeah, if you t- think Braun is hot. Yeah, just let us just write, just tweet at KFab Podcast the word yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like yes. That. Apparently, just yes. And that's yeah. your answer, and then we'll know. Or or no, sorry. Jeez, Katie, you hate that I find him hot now. <laughs> You're right though about the beard. I that's just need a really to see. That's my. Uh, someone once told me that beards are men's makeup. And it has haunted me and been proven true a time and again. Yeah. So. Yeah. Covers up all manner of weirdness. <laughs> Producer really Mike does. has a worried look on his face. I had a boyfriend once who shaved his beard and was shook for like three days. And then I saw there's an episode of Shit's Creek where that's like a, mm-hmm. a bit. Yep. And I was like, no, that happens and it's true. And everyone should stop judging Alexis. Oh, yep. my God. Uh, when my, my husband usually has quite a, a large beard, which mm-hmm. he takes very good care of, I should say. But... No uh, cauliflower ear there. No cauliflower ear or ringworm just no, journeying through clean, there. Conditioned, healthy beard. But he uh, shaved several years ago now. Shaved the whole thing off one day, and it scared our dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, your dog likes to get his food. Yeah. All right. All right. <gasps> Ladies and one gentleman, I've decided <laughs> to do Pete Dunn. Yes. We don't know anything about Pete Dunn. Well. Well, we've seen Pete Dunne. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we don't know much about games. him. At War Games. No, so we I'm don't. Excited. We don't know much about him at all. So. Oh, my God. Peter Thomas England. 
His name, his last name is England. Born November 9th, 1993. Scorpio. <gasps> He's 25 years old. He's a BB. Yes. Wow. Scorpio baby. He began BB. training in 2006 at the age of 12. Oh, no. Originally under the tutelage of Steve Psycho Edwards at Phoenix <clears throat> Wrestling in Coventry. And apparently he drove an hour and a half every single weekend to train. Oh. And that's how he started. Um, so his first, one of his first teams was with a guy who they termed him the other Dunn mm. and they were known as the Dunn brothers. Cool. So mm. look at these photos They're of them so as silly. the so, Dunn brothers. I will say Kyle thinks that he, Pete Dunn looks like uh, a, a less attractive version of our friend Dan. And when I see these pictures with him with short hair, I think that is absolutely correct. Really? Yeah. Daniel Bryan? No, uh, oh. our friend Dan from Chicago. Oh, yeah? Oh, uh-huh. interesting. And although in this picture, he looks like Connor for real. He looks like Ray. Well, or... Shout out to all of our friends. Yeah, okay. yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. You yeah, are not listening. But he, he had much longer, like, more Justin Bieber-style hair than I would have anticipated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he has long hair now, but you know what I mean. More, like, teeny long than yeah. Pete Dunn long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, um, one of his first uh, uh, names, he went by Tiger Kid. Uh-huh. And he was, like, a masked luchador um, wrestler. And he, like, kicked ass as Tiger Kid, as, like, a young, like, 13-year-old. Cool. Yeah. So, in a move to increase the number of opportunities available to the group of friends, his group, they decided to start their own wrestling promotion called Attack Pro Wrestling in 2011. Oh, that was famous. Other people... We've covered other people from there. I don't know who any. Have the, we? I, we definitely have at the top of my, like, oh, cool. I don't know who. Um, sorry. You're probably going to learn very soon. Ha mm-hmm. <laughs> ha. Um, so arranging a weekend of shows and Peter's, uh, in Pete's native city of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. It lasted until 2016, and he was the main heel of the promotion. So all the way from the beginning, basically, except for when he was a Dunn brother, mm-hmm. he has done a, he's lived the singlet life. Yeah. So all of his outfits are very similar to one another. Mm-hmm. Then he went on for three months in a Japanese promotion. Then he went from Revolution Pro Wrestling um, into his stable, the British Strong Style. Mm-hmm. So they're the professional wrestling stable of Pete Dunn, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate. Oh, Trent oh. Seven, yep. Tyler Bate. Dunn and Seven formed the group in the Progress Wrestling promotion in 2016 as a tag team before adding Bait the following November. The group takes its name from the style of professional wrestling that is a mixture of Japanese strong style and traditional British catch wrestling, which we learned about <gasps> last yes. week. Um, and when they're working as just the duo, Seven and Bait use the name Mustache Mountain. Ooh, I'd like to climb that mountain, baby. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Some so, attractive men here. What basically happened was Pete Dunne was with um, this guy named Mark. Um, why can't I think of his last name right now? It removed the slide for it. But um, And they were wrestling each other, and then they turned on their other teammate, and he and Pete Dunne and um, Tyler Bate decided to go in together as a team, as a tag team. Hmm. And then later on, um, Seven, Trent Seven came and became part of the stable as well with them. And what's really interesting is that Pete Dunne trained Tyler Bate, who's three years younger than him, which then later, on uh, December 2016, um, I it love was, this. Yeah. <laughs> it was revealed that Dunn was to be one of the 16 men competing in the two-night United Kingdom Championship Tournament to crown the first ever WWE UK champion. So he went through it, did not win, but still signed a contract with the WWE and was allowed to continue taking independent bookings at the same time. Oh, cool. Which for some reason, UK is better at letting you do that than mm. the hmm. US. And they talk about it of like... A lot of times they think right now that a lot of the UK promotions are better than the US WWE. So a lot of people are taking those more. And so mm-hmm. when he went on to do WWE, a lot of people were like bummed because they were like, he's not going to be doing the same type of stuff, mm. which is true. I mean, there's not going to be as many like 
random like like metal tack matches or like crazy matches like that because Mm. it's more professional wrestling but it's still you're going to be making more money and you're going to be called out into a bigger Mm -hmm. area and have more people watching I guess yeah but so he signed um he debuted on um the 22nd of February in 2017 in a winning match against Mark Andrews. That's who it was earlier Uh, that he was matching against. hmm. And then he started to appear on NXT. And on April 4th, Dunn and others who participated in the tournament appeared as well on 205 Live, which we know 205 Live is for the, like, bruiser weight. Hmm. Like, all the wrestlers who are, like, 205 or less in weight. Um, and Dunn is nicknamed the Bruiserweight in reference to his style, which mostly consists of brawling, stiff strikes, submission grappling, and bending of his opponent's fingers, oh, which yeah. we've seen him That's do multiple thing. times. He's like, just twists them and tries to break fingers. So his singlet says, I guess that it, it says, says Bruiserweight so on the side. All of his singlets say Bruiserweight. It's weight. a fun swimsuit. Oh, it is cute. Yeah. And they're decorated in some way or another. Did you know... Are you gonna? You might be getting to it, but his tattoo on his knee is that of a tiger? So it's actually the tattoo on his knee is of his dog who passed away. Oh, I love him. Oh, wow. Um, and he, you would appreciate this too. He is a vegan. Um, yes, I do appreciate. He this. has been. They talk about it how he's been traveling on the road and how that's hard in the United States more mm-hmm. than in the UK. Interesting. But he's kept up with it the entire time, and he's a sweet boy apparently. I can't believe he can keep on muscle. Yeah. Um, so it's possible. It's just harder. Now, what I wanted to talk about is because he's new, we don't know much. I don't like the singlet on him. Yes. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, I just think because he is a small statured man, it Mm -hmm. doesn't look right. Mm. What should he wear? I like this. Should he wear a pant like Ricochet? Mm -hmm. Should he wear a sexy diaper like Finn? Mm, Well, should he rock a the shorts a daddy short daddy like short. Samoa Joe <laughs> or should he do a high-waisted diaper like Rusev I'm gonna flip this is back really to interesting. yeah I think like so here's the thing that I will say about him I think he should definitely change up the singlet I like the little like sleeveless pleather fur trimmed thing that he wears over it yes mm. and you some of these photos like they were harder to find ones Recently, when we've seen him, he's had that insane beard. Yeah, yeah, Remember? That's, like, taken over. It's just massive. It looks kind of weird. Yeah. It looks very puffy and doesn't work really well. These are him more clean-shaven. Yeah. And he basically, we saw him at, um, what was it, that he had the gold on the side of his singlet? Mm. Was was that at War Games? Was that? No. At War Games, he had something when he was with the War Raiders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's Mm -hmm. what this picture is when he's wearing his little furry vest Mm -hmm. which i'm totally down for the furry vest Mm -hmm. this is a really good question i do think that perhaps something like a high-waisted rusev style diaper might be kind of that's what i was thinking good on him that's what i was thinking a thicker midsection exactly yeah or also the pant with the vest because Mm -hmm. my biggest complaint about wearing the shirt with the diaper is that it always it just it will never not look kind of weird yeah mm-hmm. well he doesn't have to do a shirt he could just do a vest with the diaper. no but like any kind of top i guess okay what yeah I, more what i meant also he's kind of pulls a brawn do we know what's really underneath it yeah because remember we thought Braun was a bigger boy but he was i think he lost weight well who knows oh, we will right. never know it's we a mystery we will never know it's a mystery so I like that him was like his unveiling of his new bod maybe it is maybe it was a summer bod which any bod is a summer bod let's yes. be honest but it's still a funny joke and it deserved to be heard it was <laughs> um but yeah so i just thought it was very interesting that i think interesting. the high-waisted diaper would be mm-hmm. the best for him as well because he also has he has bigger thighs like rusev mm-hmm. so it could mm-hmm. look good also it, he's a classic wrestling man with the singlet so i feel like this is a nod to it is yes yeah as well i mm-hmm. love this game katie right this is so fun. fun game because he doesn't have too much to talk about right now so yeah. i was like and we're not talking promotions let's be honest Mm-mm. right never <laughs> no promotions so yeah i think high-waisted yes. y'all agree mm-hmm. yay agree. okay and that's pete dunn Yay, I think job. he's like so interesting. I once I think called him really ugly, which was rude of me. He's really good at playing that character though. He's good at snarling and putting the belt in his teeth. He is. 
Well, what I will say is I feel like when you saw pictures of him recently, I said, yeah. you kind of turned the corner and Katie thinks he's kind of cute now. I don't think he's ugly. He's yeah. not bad looking at all. He's really good at distorting his features. He is. At WrestleMania, Fair. he had a great outfit on and he did the like European long scarf thing, which mm. I don't think an American can pull off, but mm. he did it and it looked great. And I was like, hell yeah. And then Mike was also going to say... Um, Daniel Bryan like what was it about Daniel because I couldn't find it on Reddit yeah I couldn't find it I just think his his color scheme I think was paying homage to Daniel Bryan who trained him I think so he would do Daniel Bryan colors and it was especially since um, he debuted when Bryan was hurt and people thought he wasn't going to be able to compete anymore so that's really cool cool. that was really nice oh that's awesome that's great to know yay well guys buckle up Mm. or huss Whoa. It's Bruiser Brody. No one knows anything about this dude. No, this is a mystery. I found him on a listicle, and I am very excited. Okay, so Frank Donald Goodish was born in Detroit on June 18th, 1946. He's a Gemini. Gemini. Mm. Uh, He was also all-state football and basketball player in high school, and then he played football at Texas A&M and with the Redskins in the NFL. Uh, He was also a sports writer in Texas. I'm not sure of the timeline of any of that, but I just thought it was intriguing. I always think it's really interesting whenever a um, wrestler has, like, an actual career Mm -hmm. before. Not like this isn't. Second life. Yeah, second life. Exactly. Um, So, known for his wild hair, big bushy beard, and bulging eyes, Bruiser Brody was a madman in the truest sense of the word. After 15 unpredictable years in the ring, the brawler earned the reputation as one of the toughest of his time. I think that was from WWE.com, even though he never worked with them. And we will get into why. So you can kind of see he doesn't have as many looks. So this definitely is one that's more about his career, et cetera, mm-hmm. than it is about what he's wearing. But he has like these little fur boots mm-hmm. uh, and a fur vest and then just diapermen through and through. Um, but it's more about who he's inspired. And I think it's really interesting because I didn't oh, nice. know anything about that. But also, he has some other looks because he made his wrestling debut in 1973 and he wrestled like fucking everywhere. Like all the the regional hotspots, I didn't even, I didn't, it was like, why? I don't, we don't need to. It was like so thick. There were like two inches on Wikipedia about like everywhere he wrestled. And um, he also went to Japan and everything, but he never wrestled WWF at the time. Um, He did go by other names like King Kong Brody and the Mass Marauder and Red River Jack. Oh my gosh. Um, So here's a picture of, I'll post this one, of King Kong Brody. He's holding chains, which is typical of him later as well. He likes to use weapons. Um, And then as Red River Jack, he has like, how would you, it's not a, it's not a luchador mask, but it's not, not a luchador mask. It's. It's like um, the putties from the original. <laughs> That's yes. literally what uh, I thought of. Oh, no, yeah. you're so from right. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It is like a white stocking cap, or perhaps something that you would wear if you were a burn victim. Truly terrible. Yeah. Or yeah. like the little boy in Us. That oh white bandage mask. There's a bunch of references I just threw out right there for Thank you. Thank you. Those are perfect. With like high-waisted Levi jeans, mm. a trench coat, and a bandana. Did y'all ever see Problem Child? Uh, not them? for so long. As a child. I okay, think. well, one, the like stepmom or whatever is in um, the hospital and she yes. yeah, she can't move. She's yes. completely bandaged up. That's this, what, yeah. This is, that's also something that's in so many like 80s and 90s films yep. and TV shows, I think, where they're like, there's one person in the hospital with like a broken arm and the person next to him is in like a full body cast. Yep. That's yeah. like such a, yep. a visceral sight gag from that time period. Um, anyway. So he had a number of feuds that would span across multiple promotions, and he faced uh, such names as Abdullah the Butcher and Kamala. He also formed a big man tag team with Big John Studd. <laughs> Sorry. Hell yeah. And notably refused to sell for Invader Number 1, also known as Jose Gonzalez. Um, I'm saying this because his name is uh, important. So he went to New Japan and was much bigger there than his native land, um, probably because his stiff style went over a Japanese fan more than Americans and also because the other wrestlers were more accustomed to like hard hitting styles and his wild man image made him a unique foreign attraction Hmm. versus like the cowboy thing that they had seen before. Um, So then 1987, so again, that's really summing up like 10 years of career. 
He began working primarily for uh, the World Wrestling Council in Puerto Rico after he was fired from New Japan. Okay, so Brody's whole deal is very similar to my number one wrestling husband, CM Punk, because he mm. frequently got in fights with promoters and was kind of a dick. Um, rightfully so, according to many outlets, but others say that he was just difficult because he almost always refused to lose a match cleanly if he allowed himself to lose at all and he seemed to view any loss at all as jobbing and that soured him in the eyes of many bookers and fellow wrestlers apparently though if he faced a veteran older than himself and or someone who could out stiff him and kick his ass he would back down uh so this is why he never worked for wwf or nwa because they knew they couldn't tell him what to do uh, my favorite Brody career highlight, and this is like the thing, this is like the best example, and everyone repeats it over and over, took place in Florida in the championship wrestling in January 1987 against Lex Luger, which is a name I can only assume he took on due to copyright law. Because um, in the middle of the match, Brody stopped working and stood around, and Luger and the ref were puzzled and tried to ask him what's up, but he refused to respond. And then the ref and Luger decided to forgo the planned finish because basically Luger was afraid that if he kept hitting him because he backed him into a corner hitting him that eventually Brody would actually get mad and beat the shit out of him so oh, he wow. was like oh he's like so passive that I'm afraid something's seriously wrong and he like snapped like he didn't know so after the match Luger asked Brody if he did something to upset him to which Brody responded no and then that the the match just wasn't working <laughs> so he just like fucking quit and it was on TV oh which my is also insane uh, so in this guy, Larry Matzik's book, Wrestling at the Chase, Matzik states that before the match, Brody told him, I'm not putting up with any of his bullshit, and that Brody was upset that Luger wouldn't sell for him. Is it Luger or Luger? Luger. Luger. That's Lex Luther. Lex Luger. Makes sense. Mm. Um, however, when, when watching the match, it's really clear that uh, Luger did sell for Brody, so that's kind of been crossed off. And then in a later interview, the ref said there's a miscommunication on who would lead the match and there's no ill will. And then another scenario is when Brody was upset with the promoters and his paycheck because he had like a contentious history with wrestling promoters for much of his career. And he decided to embarrass the promotion by being uncooperative. Um, but despite his reputation, oh, I already said, oh yeah, okay. So despite his reputation as being disagreeable with promoters, he would aid whoever needed a boost in ticket sales as he was guaranteed to bring in crowds. Oh wow. Yeah. So this is his kind of like general these are his looks. His look is um really Manson adjacent. Manson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's that and also y'all are gonna know this reference. You know the producer from The Bachelor, Elon? Yes. yes. Yep. He is yep. he yep. looks very Elon much. Hair. Yep. Mm -hmm. He is way more intense. So let's talk looks and gimmicks. Um so he made his living by bleeding. Because uh, he would blade, which is basically just oh, slice God, your yeah. own forehead with a laser a razor blade concealed in his wrist tape. And yeah. so you can see, like, in certain photos, it's so clear how much he fucked up his forehead. It's oh, my like gosh. absolutely crazy how deep those scars are and how gross they are. Sorry, there's so much blood on this slide oh. um, because of that. Uh, but his so his gimmick was that he was tough and he was fucking mean. Um, and I like this description, I think it was from Vice Sports, that he was a caveman with wild hair and wild eyes. In the ring, he barked like a dog and fans barked with him. He was known to use an occasional chain, board, or chair on an opponent. He was an out-of-control brawler and a blader. He was an agile and superbly conditioned athlete, and he knew how to put on a show. Dang. He would cross his eyes and hold his hand out, yelling the nonsense word, huss over and over and if he wasn't doing that in an interview he'd yell clear truths about his opponents with an articulateness that would belie the fearsome image it was super terrifying if you gave yourself over to the idea that there like is it isn't a barrier between reality and fantasy and i watched his promos and like they are really intense like he's just a good actor like i don't mm -hmm. know how else to say like him like coming out it was so reminiscent um i'll post in the show notes but it was so reminiscent of like what matt hardy is doing currently uh, and what he definitely um, has that vibe. Cactus Jack did, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, there are just so many clear correlations between him and modern wrestlers that we've talked about so much. And that's why I thought it was so interesting. I hadn't heard of him. Um, so standard match was to go out into the audience. He would beat the shit out of whoever he was feuding with, and then they'd wander around, do a blade job, and then return to the ring bloody and exhausted. And then crescendo would be reached, and Brody would win. Oh my gosh. Um. So yeah, here's a bunch of pictures of blood. Ugh. Boy, those foreheads are I know, are really those are... Something. Oh my gosh, you can see them in his family photo. Yes, you can. So, 
This is why I chose him, and I'm sorry to say it, because it's fascinating and really sad and tragic. Um, This is what I didn't want you guys to read ahead of time. So, Okay. On July 16th, 1988, Brody was in the locker room before a scheduled match in a city near San Juan, Puerto Rico, when Jose Gonzalez, who we mentioned earlier as Invader mm-hmm. One, who he referred, refused to um, job for, allegedly asked to step into the shower area to discuss business. This is somewhat of a common practice. It allows like a safe space away from other talent, as well as like guaranteeing that no other fans will hear if there's someone nearby. Um, they got into an argument, and a scuffle ensued. Uh, and the way that other people described it is there were two screams loud enough for the entire locker room to hear. And this was the face locker, not the heel locker room. Um, but the way that, that it was designed, no one saw what actually happened. So then Tony Atlas ran to the shower and he saw, trigger warning, Brody bent over and holding his stomach. When Brody emerged from the shower stall, Atlas stated he saw two Ooh. eight-inch gashes on his midsection and Brody was attempting to hold his intestines inside of his body. Ooh. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh. Atlas then looked up <sighs> at Gonzalez and saw him holding a knife. Due to the heavy traffic outdoors and large crowd in the stadium, it took paramedics close to an hour. It took 45 minutes for them to get there, and he was just bleeding out. Um, and also, when they called, one report said that they thought it was kayfabe. So they were like... Oh that's not gosh. true like that's we know there's a wrestling show like are you just calling us is this the promoter like that type oh, of thing no. so they thought it was a fucking joke um so eventually the paramedics did arrive and then atlas had to help carry brody downstairs because brody was six eight and the paramedics oh couldn't lift him yeah and so tony atlas had to carry him down um and oh by the way tony atlas wrestled that night so dude like carried his friend downstairs Oh my god. And gosh. fucking wrestled. And none of the wrestlers would go with him to the hospital. Holy shit. Oh. Um, so he died from his wounds, which is really sad. He was 42 years old. Oh. And his last words were, Tell my little son I love him and tell my wife I love her too. Oh my god. And that's why I chose a family photo here because this is his family, because he's a person, and it made me so sad. But also, what the fuck? Holy shit. Because it's like it's weird to it's now weird I know why you did him i know it makes sense right but it is something where it's like it's different to watch performative violence and then have that carry over in such a a really visceral horrifying way seems like a natural extension i guess just like in the you know chris benoit and like other people who have died horrific in horrific ways due Mm -hmm. to the sport or due to that violent streak i guess but it's just so so tragic so invader one what happened to him? Yeah, I was about to ask. Well, yeah. first of all, the promoter informed the other wrestlers in the heels dressing room, Brody was a face, that Brody had been stabbed by a fan, but he was in good condition. Oh, <gasps> my God. Mm-hmm. Invader 1 wrestled that night. <gasps> oh, my God. He planned to wrestle the next night. And when he was arrested and charged with murder by the Puerto Rican police, they were kind enough to let him wrestle out the weekend. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh. because he was a hometown hero. Uh, wrestler Harley Race has stated that he believes Brody tried to act his typical bossy way and he told him not to do that just before he left or he would be killed. And he was right. Holy shit. So then the trial happens. Gonzalez, the wrestler who stabbed him, claimed self-defense, saying that Brody was bullying him and testified on his own defense. I call fucking bullshit on this. And I call bullshit on it because you don't bring a knife unless there's a premeditation. And that drives me insane. Like, that, like, immediately made me go, like, Yeah, you don't bring a knife to a shower meeting. You don't bring a knife to a shower meeting. No, No, you don't. Even if you have, even if you're a person who carries a knife around for, like, day-to-day Leave your knife outside of the shower. Yes. It seems very much intentional, and just, wait, gets worse. So, none of the other wrestlers, most interestingly, the American ones, testified against Gonzalez, even though a fucking locker room was there to hear him cry out. It was like two minutes, too. It was a very short amount. They did not talk long. It was premeditated murder. Um, With claims shift... I'm making accusations. Allegedly. Uh, With claims... (laughs) With uh, claims shifting between that they didn't want to or that they were mysteriously unable to get a plane ticket to Puerto Rico. He was acquitted in 1989 because the prosecution witnesses who did not live in Puerto Rico didn't show up, claiming they didn't receive their summons until after the trial had ended. (gasps) And he later tried to make an angle out of his death by reenacting the incident <gasps> with a Japanese promoter wrestler at Sushi Onita. Oh my gosh, no. And motherfucker wrestled until he was 60 years old. Oh my this God. This impacted his career in no 
fucking way. So you're just allowed to murder a person. Yeah, it's truly horrifying and so sad. And this on the right is their match against one another. And that is, it's, the match itself is, it's just so creepy knowing what happened. Like, it's just one of those things where you're like watching something and you know something bad is going to happen at one point. And so it just feels gross and bad and terrible. Anyway, so shaking that off. Um, outside of his untimely and tragic end, Brody is best known for innovating the brawling style. And I looked up what brawling style means. And according to For My Girl JS on Reddit, mm-hmm. thought you'd like that. I'm so uh, proud of you for going to Reddit. I'm just so proud. It was it was on my deep dive. Uh, it's less technical, so like punches, kicks, things you would expect in a bar fight. Like it's the all American style, and the good examples are like Stone Cold and yeah. Rock and stuff. So it's just, like the default American style. Um, anyway. Then everyone argued about that because Reddit be Redditing. Uh, many wrestlers continue to honor Brody through the adoption of his wild man image and the Huss catchphrase with people like T- Cactus Jack, Vader, Mean Mark Callis, and even Jimmy Jacobs adopting some of his characteristics. His former tag team partner, John Nord, adopted the gimmick as the Berserker. Jimmy Jacobs lampooned the Bruiser Brody gimmick in his early career. Luke Harper deliberately looks a lot like Brody. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho admitted to purposefully channeling Brody's style during his current New Japan run on his podcast you can also see his wow fucking scars Those there scars are oh, commitment man gosh. wow the commitment is outstanding mm. and also he's like so agile for being like kind of a stocky dude yeah um so i have one i i want to end on this uh which is just one last thing on the murder from la times just because it's so beautifully written um wrestling is the world's large live cartoon a human demolition derby, a series of morality plays acted out in sweat and blood by huge men and women with wonderful creative gimmicks and gigantic personalities and personas. It is also an incredibly hard way to make a buck, a sleazy sweatshop business. Wrestlers live under the thumbs of promoters. Injuries are common, days off unheard of. The rule is no play, no pay. The wrestler's only guarantee is pain. Wrestling insiders spin endless tales of personal tragedies of their heroes, drugs, suicides, and physical and mental breakdowns. But Bruiser Brody is believed to be the first wrestler murdered on the job. And that's Bruiser Brody. Wow. Dang. Okay, well, um, that was pretty heavy. Yeah. Uh, Very interesting, but very heavy history. So I'm here to just lighten it up a little. Mm -hmm. Got a little souffle for dessert here. (laughs) Uh, It's Dakota Kai. Yay. So I have some gifts here. You can see just how Vivi cute she is. this is as good a time as any to talk about her hairstyle, which is like two little buns out the side of her head, and she's got very long bangs that one might argue are just her normal hair in front of her face. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> That's just how hair. long they are. Yeah. And uh, you can see when she enters, she does this like hand gesture that I tried to find is the origin of, and I just didn't know. Cobra Kai? I don't know what it is. Someone needs to interview every single wrestler about their their like moves, their signature like yeah. not just their signature move in the ring, but like why they do it, what their mm-hmm. theme is. Like so there's like a website that's like, okay, their theme and their character is so and so. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Like a more uplifting wrestlerdeath.com. Yes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. wrestler life, one yep. might call it. <laughs> so Sherry Crowley was born on May 6, 1988. <clears throat> so she is both a Taurus and mm. a year younger than me in mm. Auckland, New Zealand. Her mom is originally from the island of forgive me, Upulu in Samoa. Mm -hmm. She has two younger siblings. Her sister, Nairine, which is an awesome name, is a mixed martial artist, and her brother, Earl, is a DJ in New Zealand. Yep. I'm only laughing because it's like Nairine and Earl. Mm -hmm. Um, And a martial artist and and a DJ. DJ. Yep. Uh, And her grandfather, Pat Crowley, was on the All Blacks, which is New Zealand's national rugby team, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. There's... um, an Amazon Prime series about the All Blacks that my husband watched that is really compelling. Rugby's scary. <laughs> I would love to date a rugby player. Well, they got some concussion problems. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but do they? they're very hot. Um, Just give me all the tattoos. and the- Right? And the mus- muscles. Mm. So Sherry's brother got her into wrestling, actually. Earl, <laughs> one mm. presumes. He watched WWE and was a big fan of The Rock. So she signed up for a local company that was looking for a female talent in 2007, and that was kind of it. She went 
she made her debut soon after that. Mm-hmm. Um, her professional debut was under the name Evie in December 2007. Like so just, the Pokemon? Yeah. So just like a few months after she started, she was already like doing local promotions. So this, um, she was with Auckland's Impact Pro Wrestling originally. Mm. And in September 2011, she debuted in Sydney's Pro Wrestling Alliance Australia. And then the next year, <laughs> in late uh, summer 2012, she became the first Impact Pro Wrestling New Zealand Women's Champion. Mm, nice. So she was, like, working pretty consistently since she debuted um, all over uh, Australia and New Zealand. Mm. She also went to Japan for a time. Um, and she came to the U.S. in 2013 to wrestle with Shimmer. Hmm. Who we always talk about because they're very fun. So I did find some pictures of her and her Eevee days. Um, I couldn't figure out what was on her t-shirt in this one. It looks like an anime character of some kind. Um, probably like maybe an anime version of her. It looks I guess, like an anime, chest. or it looks like Mortal Kombat. Like yeah, kind of. I really think that there's a strong Fighter. Mortal Kombat thing here. Yeah, and her hair looks yep. like mm-hmm. some of the characters too. Mm-hmm. You're right, but she also has that very. Um, late 2000s hair that was dip dyed at mm-hmm. the end where it's kind of orangish and really flat ironed and she's got a real Ashley Simpson vibe here. Yeah, she does. This but she looks like me when I was 15 years old. <laughs> My tummy wasn't that good, but otherwise. Well, e- even the, the belly piercing? Um, no, so I didn't she's have got, one of those, Sarah. I did. I did. <laughs> Only us cool women do. So she had It's her, coming back. Did you know that? Oh, my God. Well, mine is not coming back ever again. Now I'm a grown woman in my 30s. So <laughs> I can't imagine A-line dresses with like a little like jewel know. Like, popping out a little bit. It's I not want. like I ever showed it off and it just ripped all my tights. <laughs> That's something I never thought about. Yeah, it rips all your tights and puts holes in all your t-shirts. Think, think before you get it. Honestly, there piercing. are holes in my t-shirts for my zipper anyway. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the zipper and then right over it, you know, when you sit down and like your jeans sag mm-hmm. a little and then you have a little belly. Anyway. I'm reckless. The so problems of a belly button ring. Yep. Yes. They're just, anyway. just think about it is all I'm saying. Yes. So she also tended to wear these really interesting outfits in the ring that are really different than what she has now. It's sort of a pretty covered up bra top, but she has a high neck with like a boob window mm-hmm. and then some like hot pants that are really slid open on the side and that seemed to be generally what she was wrestling for these most of these years in um the colors kind of varied one of the reasons why i picked her is because she always has really colorful outfits and she mm-hmm. doesn't seem to stick to one particular palette but i have like a metallic silver version here and then there's also like a tie-dyed purple one that i thought was really cool in the ring i like She's, how athletic it is it's really she all of her stuff is like very wearable athleisure mm-hmm. it's really cute in this picture she is also mid kick which is something she is definitely known for mm-hmm. So still Ooh, as Evie, I, I know, one. Katie, I thought you would love this one. She appeared on NXT in October 2015, and she l- lost to the debuting Nia Jax, guys. Ah. Wow. Uh, she ended up signing a contract with the WWE in December 2016 and was announced as a May Young Classic participant under the name Dakota Kai. Mm. So she premiered as Evie with NXT, but then she changed her name after that when it, they decided to kind of keep her around a little bit more. Mm. So she competed in the Mae Young Classic in the summer of 2017. She defeated defeated Kavita Dev, Devi. Oh my God, Kavita Devi. Mm-hmm. Mm. That looks goodbye rough. in the first round and Rhea Ripley in the second. But she was eliminated by Kyrie Sane in the quarterfinal. Oh. As we know, Kyrie won against Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So her very first entrance in the the tournament is this picture here that I, Katie, it really made me think of you. I love that her, outfit. This is her silhouette from here on out. She really it's cute. it's like a, a full on sports bra, a mm-hmm. ton of coverage. And like hot pants that actually cover everything. She does not have a wardrobe malfunction ever in anything that I've seen. Everything stays put. It actually does what functional athletic wear is supposed to do. And it's super flattering on her, I think. I really love this cut. Um, It's so cute. But she plays a lot with the colors and patterns within this one silhouette. So her debut were these very late 60s, early 70s psychedelic flowers and really bright primary Mm. colors. Um, she also wore some really cool holographic silver stuff during the Mae Young tournament. Mm. I have a different picture of it later that I might post from her Instagram that shows it up close. It's a really cool textured fabric. Uh, so she's really just not afraid to play with different colors and styles. And then I also have a picture of her against Naya in that first match. Wow. And you can see she was wearing that older silhouette with like mm-hmm. the boob window and everything. And it just doesn't look as good, I think, when mm-hmm. you have them side by side. I she think, really like yeah. found her her look. 
I know I'm normally not one for like super colorful, but I feel like this. She just has actual good taste. Yeah. It seems like not to insult everyone else, but I feel like this is stuff that looks. This no, is, it does. Yeah. This is like wearable. Like mm-hmm. you would wear this to the beach, working out. Like if you saw someone in your yoga class wearing that, you'd be like, oh my god. Yeah. Goddess. I gotta be friends with them. Yeah. So. Dakota came back to NXT after losing the Mae Young Classic. Um, she came back in October 2017. So she's been wrestling pretty regularly since then, mostly solo. Like mm-hmm. I said, she's known for her kicks. There wasn't a lot that I could find about like major storylines or rivalries. She's just around working, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, she made her WrestleMania debut in 2018. She's the first female New Zealander to compete in WrestleMania, which is pretty cool. Oh, she's really cool. proud about that. So we actually did see her at NXT TakeOver briefly. We didn't see one of her matches, but oh. um, she came out to help Kyrie Sane after oh. she and his friends. She, oh, she came yeah. out with Io. She and Io Shirai ran out from backstage. To, oh, she's the one we didn't know. Yeah. yeah cool. Mm-hmm. She was the other one. Uh, so unfortunately, though, she is out for the time being. She got injured in December, and in January on Twitter, she said she had torn her ACL in the ring. Oh, so she, no. I know, sucks. So she had surgery, and she is expected to recover, but it's like a months long thing, you know. So she's being gentle with herself right now. Of I hope. Good. So I just pulled a bunch of different looks of um, just her really colorful, cool outfits. She wears a lot of like tie-dye prints uh-huh. uh, I wish she would do more flowers but they've made the tie-dye really her signature so she sometimes mm-hmm. does like a sunset one that's like hot pink and orange and yellow I really like so on all of these mm-hmm. um, she has a black band that yes. goes all the way around mm. I really like that mm-hmm. me too because it has like a great outline and it blends really well yeah, yeah you're right it looks really clean it looks really deliberate it looks like someone has actually thoughtfully designed it yeah. Which isn't always the case in these outfits. Yeah. Uh, I really like the purple and blue one that she wears a lot, too. I have several different shots of it here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she comes in with, like, an 80s-style, like, oversized denim jacket on, too. So she's definitely consciously referencing, like, some aerobics looks from the 80s in mm-hmm. her stuff. And um, she also wears sometimes, like, a, a turquoise and purple one that's pretty cute, too. But she's just really freaking cute. I have some videos that I will link of her talking, and she's just, like, really charming. She makes some funny jokes about New Zealand. Um, She's really sweet. She is definitely a face. I will be interested to see if they try to, like, complicate that at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, that could kind of be where she takes off a little bit if she does. Yeah. Because she can even be that, like, sweet attack. Mm -hmm. Ooh. That would work really well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can see down the corner I have this gif, and it's her saying, I kick hard, and then a, a shot of one of her moves yeah, where she, like, right kind there. of cocks and loads her leg and then, like, <laughs> lets it drop on someone. Oh, I hope that's not how she tore her ACL. Oh, God, oh, I hope God. not. That was from oh, sorry. that was from her um, May Young package, I think. So that was from when she was wrestling oh, cool. uh, sure. abroad. Oh, I think that was from when she was wrestling abroad. Oh, nice. Um, so, a little fun fact. In 2009, she starred in the music video for Sweet December by the Auckland-based band These Four Walls. <laughs> so, it's an emo band. Uh, she wrestles in the video. I have a gif of it that's pretty funny, where she's just, yeah. like, getting flung. But we have the music video we can link to. The song is bad. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so... Hear her thoughts on being half Samoan and whether that comes with expectations about her wrestling abilities, given the history of Samoan superstars in the WWE. She did this interview with the WWE, by the way, and they asked her this. It was like a very leading question, but I thought she gave a great response. Hmm. So she said, I never felt any pressure about that. I've simply always embraced being Afakasi. Mom would make sure us kids would grow up with a strong sense of who we are and where we came from. I visited Samoa twice and visited my mom's home village of Lapia. She would always make traditional Samoan dishes for us, and we would have family get-togethers somewhat regularly. Family is a priority within the Samoan community, which means the support system I get from them is amazing. That's great. I love yeah. that. She's... Just a a very cool lady. She's still new, and obviously her career has been sidelined for a little bit, but I think she's a super fun presence. I'm excited to see what she does next. Totally, and I love this this uh, close up that you did of her holographic. Yeah, yeah I thought that you would is like, really great. I picked the ones for you, so Katie, I thought you would like the flowers, mm. and Christina, I thought you would like the holographics. Yeah. I like both a lot. Um, I gotta say, very yeah, cute. they're they're good, functional. She's good. a sweet lady, and I couldn't find out much else about her. She's just too new, I think, for yeah. a lot to be out there. That's fair. Um, but she seems like a very nice person. It's exciting to see what she'll be doing. So, 
final thoughts, everybody. Oh, look at this sweet gif of Kofi. Is that his yes child? Yes, both of them. He has his two, two? kids. Oh, He's one, hugging on the other side. Yes. It? Oh, I see. Oh, and there's his son, a two. Oh my like, god, a teeny literally baby. lifted the belt on the like like on the rope uh-huh. and like shook it and got like so excited. They're and so then, sweet. Um, Biggie and Xavier had a box of presents and they opened it and it was the new shirt that said Kofi is cute and the other picture is Daniel Mm -hmm. and uh, Brie and Birdie yep so cute really good family vibes tonight I know thanks Mike we were all very into it when we were watching and we were like oh his kids are there that's so cute yeah yeah I guess my final thought is hold your loved ones close (laughs) I think that's a good one yeah 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 no i know we really went through a a serious roller coaster Mm -hmm. um thanks guys for going on that that journey with with us um thank you too and also thank oh thank thank you thank Thank the band as well thank person driving and with yep okay uh you can follow us on social media if you want to see the looks we're talking about check us out on instagram it's at k-a-y-f-a-b podcast and if you want to recommend a wrestler for us to review hit us up on twitter Katie is on there pretty regularly posting stuff. It always surprises me, and I always love it. I know. Like I like I, to retweet some fun wrestling memes. I love it. I think it's so fun, because when I go on my Twitter, I'm like, oh, Katie's posting again. It's great. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm very appreciative of it. So, um, yeah, just follow us on social media, and hold your loved ones close. Yes, always. Bye. Bye. Bye.